first of all, hallelujah! It is, it's fourth and 26. McNabb is back. He's looking. He is firing. And it is caught by Freddie Mitchell. And Bazarchik fumbles the football. It's picked up by Herman Edwards. 15, 10, Welcome back to another episode. You only show that makes every day feel like game day Sunday. You already know who it is, what it is, and what the fuck we're doing here. Mayor John Street joined by my partner in crime, my co-host, my motherfucking dog, Kyle. Not so sharp. What's going on, br
birds. Have all the Swifties reporting this fucking podcast before oh, you know yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So back back to football though. Birds two and a half point favorites on the road. Primetime Monday night game. What what's your initial thoughts on the matchup? You know what, man? The, the Eagles have been the best team in the league this year. I don't care who you're talking. Like, despite the their day, struggles, despite their yeah, struggles, exactly. they got the best record. And you know what? I know I was saying it for a while. They they haven't looked like what we expected. But you know what? They're winning fucking football games. They got the best record in the league. Um, and they're winning close games, right? Like, I don't know. There's something to be said coming into – Coming into the the winter part of the season, starting to get colder out. It's going to be a lot more ball control, defense football. And for whatever reason, these low-scoring, gutted-out, one-possession games, we just come out on top. And for what it's worth, the Chiefs have played in a lot of those tight, close games this year. They they haven't been blowing people out. They've been in close games. Um, And these aren't the Chiefs of old. Exactly, exactly. I mean, the Jets gave them a run for their money. They, they've struggled. I mean, t- Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes. Let's not get it twisted. But he hasn't been the same quarterback since he lost Tyreek Hill. 100%. That whole that whole offense is completely different. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's it's so one-dimensional now. It's it's literally Travis Kelsey. It's the Travis Kelsey show. Yeah, I mean, you, everybody's waiting for one of those receivers. You know, they've invested multiple high-round draft picks in to take off. But at this point, I'm starting to wonder if it will happen at all. So back back to the football, you know, I want to get right into it. You talked about how the Eagles are winning close games. They got the best record in football. Does that continue? You got a bird's victory here. Two and a half point favorites. We're doing we're doing predictions already. I want to get right into it, man. Holy shit. All right. Um fuck, I didn't I didn't think that far ahead. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just wasn't expecting to do it this early. But no, I feel like the Eagles are gonna come out on top here. Again, like this this Chiefs team doesn't scare me. And at the end of the day, like I think Jalen Hurts has a lot to prove here. You know, he's going to channel some of that energy from the MVP race last year. He's in the middle of the MVP race this year. Um, and I think this winning this game would be just another feather in his cap towards well, pushing him into that elite category of quarterback. Yeah, I, I think a really good game by him and a win would definitely help push him into that category a little bit more. But what do you think he has to prove in this game? Because I, I I don't really think he does. Well, I think I think anytime you play Patrick Mahomes, it's kind of a measuring stick for the other quarterback, okay. right? Okay. It's no different than than Tom Brady in the past. Like Nick Foles played his best game of his career, arguably, against Tom Brady. That's the measuring stick. Okay, so it's it's not really that he has something to prove. It's just when you're playing the best, I guess there's always an extra. Edge, yes. if that makes sense. Yes. I, I I would agree with that. Yeah, 100%. Um, as far as a score prediction, since we're already here, um, I got I got Birds 31, Chiefs. Honestly, I think it's going to be another close one. I got 31-28, Eagles. 31-28, just covering, my man. So I also got an Eagles victory here, right? Like there is absolutely no way that they're losing this game after the way they lost the Super Bowl. They've had this penciled on their, you know, they've had this penciled on their calendar. They set it up perfectly, being a Monday night game, and then out the fucking football week. Like it's just set up so perfectly. I, I got an Eagles victory. I think it's gonna be lower scoring. Um, I, I think 
the Eagles may be rounding in the form defensively. And I think the Chiefs have a very underrated defense. Um, the, you know, the, Patrick Mahomes, the start of his career was all offense, and the defense was kind of like you get what you get. I'd argue the defense is, is almost carrying them this year. I don't want to say carrying, but I, I feel like the defense is just as good, if not better, than the offense, right? Like they got young players, they got athletic players. You know, they're, um, what's his name? I can picture his face. I'm, I'm not thinking of his name now, the D coordinator. Steve Spagnola, you know, he, he's always a good defensive coordinator. Um, I think he's going to have the boys ready to play. That way, I'm going to go 21 to 17. Oh. Yes, sir. Okay. Doesn't really scream quarterback matchup. No, it doesn't. I, I think, you know, I think that's kind of going to be uh, what the matchup is. Like, I think you got two top five quarterbacks in the league. So, I think that's what everybody's naturally going to gravitate towards, right? Like, oh, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. But I, I think it's going to be a defensive battle, and I think they're going to win it on the defensive end. I think there's going to be some big-time plays there. I like the way you think. You know, I don't get enough credit for being a defensive guy. I know in today's league, it's all about offense. Everybody wants to talk about offense, but I, I love me some good defense. I love me some defense. I do, too. I'm, I'm a big fan of defensive football. I'm a big fan of defensive line play. What, just because of the sacks and everything? Love the sack. I I played I played on a D line also, but even even like a good run stuff for a loss I love right. So what what gets you more? Do you, does, is it a, a a crazy sack where he puts on a really good edge rush? He makes the tackle look foolish, or is it when that you know corner just locks up the wide receiver and he just picks the ball off nah, and he makes me, a big for play? For me, it's all about the trenches, man. It's all yeah. about the pass rush. Okay. There, there's nothing more satisfying than lining up across from another human being, another grown ass man, and saying, I don't care if you're in my fucking way. I'm going to tackle that motherfucker with the ball right now. Okay. I, I can go either way, personally. I mean, it, it all depends on the play and everything. But I'm, I'm, I'm such a defensive guy. I wish the rules were geared more towards defense. I, I don't want no 3 0 scores. Don't get it twisted. But like the rules are just so geared towards the offense. I hate it sometimes. No, I hear you. I, I I can get down with that. I can get down with that. So coming off the bye, both teams, um, they're both pretty healthy, I want to say. The Chiefs, everybody's healthy. The only injury they have is Nick Bolton, who's a really good linebacker, but he's on IR, so he'll be out. And for the Eagles, right, obviously there's Dallas Goddard. You know, that's going to be a big-time loss. We'll talk about how the offense will adjust in a little bit. But other than that, everybody's healthy. You know, Bradley Roby and Justin Evans were both activated off IR. Cam Jurgens is going to be back. You know, he was a full participant in practice. And that's really who I wanted to ask you about. How does Cam Jurgens affect the offense being back? Is that a upgrade, you know, or is that kind of just, well, he was just getting his footing. It doesn't really matter that he's back. I, I think it's still an upgrade. Okay. Tyler Steen's done a great job filling in. Suo Peta has done a great job filling in. But there's a reason Cam Jurgens won the job in camp. There's a reason why two weeks into camp we said, yeah, this is Cam Jurgens' job to lose. Well, do you think he won the job in camp, or do you think it was just kind of, you know, they were giving it to him? Like, hey, you know, he sat on the bench for a year. We want it to be his. Because I almost feel so, like it was like that. I'm sure that played a part of it. But, but here's the thing. So going into camp, we talked about it. Everybody else that covers the team talked about it. It was written about everywhere. Mm-hmm that this was going to be a key battle in camp. That right guard spot, Cam Jurgens, Tyler Steen, 
who walks away with it. And then two weeks in, we're all reporting, we're all writing that, oh, no, this is Cam Jurgens' fucking job. Mm-hmm. And so to me, that there's a reason that that happened, right? Um, okay. I, I think he's... I think he's the better right guard. I think he plays – I think him and Lane Johnson have really established that right side of the offensive line. And I think having the two of them there can only help improve the run game, um, especially with Cam Jurgens' athleticism. Like, for for as good as Tyler Steen is and as good as he's going to be moving forward, and, you know, he, he's got a ton of promise, and that's why he was picked where he, where he was um, – he, he profiles more as a tackle, right? He's a little bit more rigid. He doesn't get like, you know, you're really not going to see him out there pulling and making these super athletic plays and, and getting to the second level. Um, like we talk about with Kelsey all the time. And that's, that's kind of why Cam Jurgens is compared to compared to Jason Kelsey, because they both have that, that athleticism and that ability to get to the second and third level and in, in the run blocking game. And, you know, honestly, over these last couple of weeks, We've all been talking about the running game and what's different. Why is it? Why is it changed? T- to be honest with you, I really think these issues all kind of started when Cam Jurgens went out. It, the timetable does match up with that, and I'll say I, I think Cam Jurgens is the best option they have at guard right now. I just don't know how big of an upgrade he is over Apeto or Steen. I think he is an upgrade. I just don't think it's a a huge upgrade, if that makes sense. And I think the fact that you said he profiles really well in the run game, I think that's going to be a huge factor this week. So I actually think it's going to be a really good run game for the Eagles. And I just want to say one more thing on Cam Jurgens is he's in such a tough spot because when or if Jason Kelsey decides to call it quits and retire, it is so tough to follow a man that has that kind of impact on a franchise in a city to follow in his footsteps at that position. That's a super tough thing to fill. So he's going to have a super hard time with that. Well, I, I think the hardest part isn't necessarily going to be on the field. I, I think it's going to be the leadership aspect. It's going to be a thousand percent, you know, being a pillar of the community, the, the way that uh, the way that Kelsey has been. Um, but I think that the biggest thing for the organization and for Cam is to manage the expectations. See, but I, but I don't think that's way down the road. That, that, that's down the road, and we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. But I'm not worried about the organization or Cam Jurgens um, curbing expectations. I'm worried about the fan base. You know, so I think the fans. You know, we can get a little ahead of ourselves. And when you have this for so many years, when you get this, even though this is still good, you're so used to what's better and you know what's been the standard. I, I'm I'm worried about the fans, not really the organization or Jurgens himself. Look, we all know Philadelphia Eagles football fans are the smartest fans <laughs> um, in all of football. So Shoot, smartest. I mean, I'm passionate. I can get down with smartest though. I mean, oof. we're educated, buddy. Okay. We're educated more, more so than some of these fly by night, fucking fair weather fan bases. <laughs> Who are we call I'm, talk- I'm talking about you chargers. Oh, Chargers. Okay. I thought we were saying they get the Cowboys. We can do that, too. They're yeah. all stupid also. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm with that. Cowboys sucks! Cowboys sucks! Cowboys sucks! Cowboys sucks! And, and real quick, before we continue on this Chiefs game, for all you Dallas fans out there that oh, are here taking we go. a victory lap over beating, what the, what the fuck is that bum-ass quarterback's name? 
I don't even know who they Something played last DeVito? week. DeVito? I forget. Oh, yeah, Tommy For, DeVito. Tommy yeah. DeVito. Still lives with his parents. Yeah, Tommy DeVito still lives with his parents <laughs> in the fucking Bronx. If that ain't a goddamn Giants, I, uh, you're taking a victory lap over beating a guy that was making sandwiches at the fucking deli last week. <laughs> you beat Tommy DeVito. You beat a listless fucking Giants team. Oh, but at least we blow out. We blow out the teams that we're supposed to blow out. Except the Cardinals. Thank you. Except the Cardinals. And the other teams that you play, the teams that you should beat, the teams that you're in close games with, the Eagles. What do you do? You give the game away at the last second. Mm -hmm. But, no, you want to take a victory lap over beating the fucking Giants? Oh, it's a divisional game. It's a divisional game. They're always tougher. Not this Giants team. This Giants team is going to be the laughing stock of the fucking NFL this year. They're going to be what we all thought the Arizona Cardinals were going to be. Well, the Cardinals still are. They that. are so goddamn bad. And because you hang 40-some points on them, you think that you're God's gift to fucking football. Well, guess what? You're not winning the division. You're going to be knocked out in the first round of the fucking playoffs, and you're going to be sitting on your asses, on your couches, at home, watching the Philadelphia Eagles play late into the postseason. Nothing like a little Mayor midstream rant on the Cowboys. Absolutely love it. Fuck Dallas. You can feel you can feel that love. I can feel it. Um, back, back, back to the Chiefs. Yeah, back back to the Chiefs. Back to the Chiefs. You know that we should clip that later and put that uh pin that on Twitter or something. So talked about Jurgens, the impact he'll have. What about losing Goddard? Right, I think that's going to be a bigger storyline than Jurgens being back. H how does that impact the offense? Where do they make adjustments at? Losing Goddard's going to be huge. We talked about this last week. Um, yeah, I hate to say it, but it's it's going to be terrible in the red zone an area that this team's already struggling in. You're losing a big body, solid route runner mm -hmm. with good hands. I mean, Dallas Goddard was was put on this earth to catch red zone passes. And you're not going to have that for the foreseeable future. Um, some adjustments I would make, I think you're going to see a lot more Julio Jones. Mm -hmm. um, I think you're going to see possibly some more Grant Calcaterra. Okay. He's a guy that, you know, doesn't necessarily profile well as a blocking tight end the way that Stoll does, but he's twice the route runner. My, my question would be, does this maybe make them become a little more run-oriented, right? Because Goddard was a great blocker. Don't get it twisted, right? He's probably, in my opinion, the second-best all-around tight end in the league behind George Kittle. Yes. But he's also, you know, a great pass catcher, and they wanted clearly and obviously want to be a pass-first team. So losing a player like Goddard does that maybe make them become a little more run-oriented, or does the game plan not really change a whole lot? Um, I think you're going to see some pretty big changes to the game plan because Goddard is such a big part of this offense. Um, it's it's tough to lose that caliber of a player and not adjust your offense at all, right? Mm. Um, I do like the idea of running a little bit more now. Um, as I mentioned earlier with Cam Jargons coming back, I think you're going to be able to get a little bit more power running behind that right side of the offensive line with him and Lane Johnson. Um, 
But as far as as far as like some of the passes in the red zone, I think you're going to see a lot more Julio Jones. I think they're going to I think they're really going to try and make a concerted effort to get the ball into AJ's hands in the red zone uh, more so than they already have. Right, right. So my two biggest takeaways from this is, you know, a not related to this week's game. I think in the offseason, I'd like to see them maybe adjust or not adjust um, address, excuse me the backup tight end depth this is the second year in a row that goddard's going to be out multiple weeks with an injury and i think when you have as many draft picks as this team has and as many good players as this team has i think that's a luxury you can afford to spend on and i think they need to because this is like i said the second year so in you're a row. saying in the draft in the draft or for agency, I mean, I, I think it would have to be the draft. Yeah, I think draft would be better. I think that's where you're going to find Especially because you need to pay Devontae. Like, you can't have just this embarrassment of riches and have them all on second contracts. Exactly, exactly. And You're not going to be able to afford it. And I, I think, you know, uh, the kind of guy you get in free agency wouldn't really be a quality type backup for that money. So I think getting a young tight end in the draft, maybe in the second or third round. Yep. I, I, I'd like to see them do that. But that's a topic for another day. Um, the main thing that addresses to this week and the rest of the season with Goddard being out for an extended period of time is I think it's Devontae Smith time. I like it. So f- for me, last year, Devontae Smith took off in his production when Dallas Goddard went out, right? He moved more to the slot, which he's still playing a little bit this year, but he moved more to the slot. He was a bigger part of the game plan. That's when he took off. So I look for... Devontae Smith really to take off for him to become more of a focal point of the offense. And, you know, you'll see later when we get into dog of the week, how much I like him. Right on, right on, right on. All right. Speaking of dog of the week, you ready? I'm ready. I mean, I, I already kind of gave my guy. So, I mean, who, who you got? Smith? Yeah, I'm, I'm going Devontae Smith. I, I got eight catches. Um, I think he's going to catch. I think. Hurt, you know, just to throw it out there, I think Hurts is going to throw for a little over 200 yards. I think Devontae is going to have about half of that. I got Kevin Byard. Kevin Byard, defensive pick. All right. I think he's finally going to make a noticeable impact on the defensive side of the ball. He's been in town for a little while now. He's had, uh, he's had, you know, obviously the bye week to prepare and, and really learn the scheme. Um, so I, I think it's going to be a good week for him. Um, Obviously, as a safety, you're not gonna. I can't really give a stat line, but I, I, it feels like it feels like my man might get a pick this week. That that's who that's who we're watching for on the defense side of the ball. Absolutely, and you know what? I think he's a guy that might profile well lining up against Travis Kelsey, who is going to be obviously priority number one on the defensive side of the ball. So again, he's their entire fucking offense. Yeah, he, he he's their one A one B option on most plays. I want to ask you, how do you think that they address Travis Kelsey or cover Travis Kelsey? Because when Tyree Kill was there, it was a lot tougher, right? Because you have to allocate so much resources towards that speed. But now that he's gone, you can see teams focus more on Kelsey. And I think his numbers have taken a slight hit. But Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, they always still find a way somehow to get him open, to get him involved. You know, he still gets his. So what do you think the best way is to go about covering him? Nobody else really scares me, right? So right. I think you just double him. Just double him every play. I think you double him, and the first man 
maybe not every play, but you want to throw a, hel- a healthy dose of double teams at them with bump and run co- coverage on the first man. Okay. Try and try and get physical with him at the line of scrimmage, throw him off his game. Um, especially knowing that you'll have help over the back. So is there many, maybe any thought of putting Eli Ricks on him? Cause say, say what you want, right. About Eli Ricks. But I think he's actually been their most physical DB this year. And that's what I'd like to see, right? If, if you're allocating a guy over the top or a secondary person on him, I'd like to see Eli Ricks play press man on him and jam him a little bit at the line, and not let him get a clean release. Eli Ricks, Cindy Jones, Cindy Brown. Or Sidney Brown. Sidney Jones. Oof. You know what it was? Somebody somebody mentioned Sidney Jones on the radio uh, yesterday. Oh, yeah. What were they saying? Oh, they were talking about Eagles draft picks at corners and how we uh, how we can't seem to hit on them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, normally I'm the one messing up the name, so it's good to hear a little Sidney Jones coming out of you. Yeah, what are you going to do? It's the cold medicine. It's cold medicine? What you got, a little cold? Yeah, yeah, a little cold, a little, uh, little congested. All right. Again, we play we play injured around here. It's all good. Shit, you play injured. You've been injured the last couple weeks. I know. It's been a rough rough month for you. It's been it's been rough, but we're getting through it. I'm getting through it. All right. So what what else stands out to you on the defense side of the ball for the Eagles? You know, you got anything you think's a good matchup? Um, anything like that? Yeah. You know what? This Chiefs offensive line, I'm not buying stock in them. I okay. think this is going to be a good week to to try and get in Mahomes' face. Um, he, he hasn't been as mobile here later in his career as he has been in years past. I, I think if you're able to get some pressure on him, I think you're going to put him in a position to maybe make some bad decisions. And and I really think you're going to have um, your fair share of chances to, to get some hits on him. So I think he's actually more mobile at this point in his career. He's actually uh, averaging more rushing yards per game than he has at any point in his career. And I, maybe he's not more mobile, but I think that's kind of a byproduct of the fact they don't have as many weapons on the offensive side of the ball. So I, I think you're seeing a little bit of that. Um, I, I don't know about their offensive line, right? I think they're okay. Obviously, I think the Eagles got players on the D-line. So I, I think it's going to be fine nonetheless. Um, but overall, what would you give as maybe three keys to the game? They're just offensive, defensive. What's three points they think are going to stand out? All right. So, you know, I'm going to give you this one every week. Win the turnover battle. Yeah. All right. It's key to every game. No, I agree. I agree. Win the turnover battle. Um, hit A.J. Brown. Hit A.J. Brown. Feed that man the ball, mm. especially in the red zone. We got to improve this red zone percentage. You're not going to beat the Chiefs with field goals. Which it, it is. Slow, slowly it's been improving. Slowly but surely. Yeah. Um, but you're not going to beat the Chiefs with field goals. So steady dose of A.J. Brown in the red zone. And uh, I'm really looking to see this running game start to come back into a, into, into form. Um, come, come back to what we had expected after those first couple of weeks. Um, you know, I'm not looking for 200 yards rushing on the ground, but – Better give me, than three give yards me some carry. productive runs. Yeah. Right, right. You know, I, I'm just absolutely clamoring for a little Rashad Penny, right? Stop. I'm 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 Stop. I, I'm, I, I'm gonna keep bringing it up till I get it. Stop. <laughs> Look, man, I mean it, D 
DeAndre Swift hasn't had a couple good weeks in a row, right? Like, at what point do we just give Penny his chance? It can't be any worse than what you've got in the last couple weeks. If it's been this bad and they haven't wanted to give him a look, how bad is it in practice? I, I know. We, we've had this discussion before. But practice, like, and I get what you're saying. Practice is where you're supposed to earn your reps, but practice is different than the games, right? Like, you know, at the end of the day, if you're balling in the games, it doesn't matter what you're fucking doing in practice. It does when you're not a starter. I guess when I you're mean, fighting to get snaps. But for a guy that we thought was on Swift's level, or maybe was going to outproduce him in the beginning of the year. Oh, come on. Beginning of the year, we were both thought Penny was going to lead the backfield. No, I was very clear it was going to be Swift. Oh, I did think that Penny. I did think that Penny would be a bigger part of the offense. But I called DeAndre Swift as the lead back from day fucking one. Did you? Yes. I don't know. We're going to have to go back in the archives on that, John. I thought we both was on Penny leading the team in Russian. I could be wrong, but at least I know I was. But look, I, I'm going to. You were wrong then and you're wrong now. Well, you know, the more I the more I talk, I mean, I feel like I'm wrong a lot. So I'm glad I make you feel that way. No, it's not, it's not just you. It's just in anything. I mean, shit. It's like, you know, every, every time somebody asks me, what do you think about a quarterback? And I give them my opinion. I look a couple of years in the future and I'm like, damn, I was fucking wrong about him. Damn, I was fucking wrong about him. It's every fucking time. All right. Don't talk about my quarterback. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> well, hey, you know, that's, that's another guy I was wrong about. Hey. So. So, look, my, my three keys to the game, I'm also going to stick with the run game. Um, I, I think the Chiefs' defense is more geared towards the pass, right? I think they've invested more in their back end. Um, their linebackers, Nick Bolton's out, but Willie Gay, more of a coverage linebacker, um, and Jurgens is back. So I'm looking for the run game for the Eagles to be a big factor. Um, I also have feed... Devontae Smith, not A.J. Brown. I, I think it's going to be Devontae's week, so I got feed him. And then lastly, right, I, I'm going to go with keep Patrick Mahomes in the pocket. You know, he's the best quarterback in the league. There's no doubt about it, even if his numbers are down a little bit. But what makes him so dangerous is the ad-lib stuff, right? Like, he can stand in the pocket and pick you apart, but when he gets outside the pocket and starts, you know, creating extra stuff on the run, he's even more dangerous. So if they can keep him in the pocket, keep him on schedule, I think that gives them a better chance versus that offense. I like it. I like it. All right. You got anything else on the game? We're pretty much ready to wrap her up. Uh, I'm just – I got a little gambling picks. That's right. Not so sharp picks of the week. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. All right, here we go. Not so sharp picks of the week. I'm going to let Kyle lead this one off while I log in because I still haven't even checked to see if my bet hit from last night. You know, you're not a real degenerate if that's not the first thing you check when you wake up. Used to be. First thing I'm on is any. All of my betting accounts, first thing in the morning, right to the toilet, sit down, drop a little morning deuce. You're checking all your gambling picks. That's that's the first thing I'm doing. Oh, yeah, we hit. Oh, yeah, we hit. Oh, yeah, we hit. Oh, yeah, yeah. See that swagger right there? Oh, yeah, we hit. He knew it. So I got three picks. You know, I got to get back to posting them on Twitter. I was posting them on Twitter, and then I kind of got real bad with that. So I'm going to get back to that. I'm going to make sure I do that later. But I got three picks. Um, I didn't have a whole lot of time to look at it this week, but 
I'm going Georgia minus 10. Um, Georgia's been one of my most bet teams this year, and they hit for me more than any other team as well. And then I'm going to go UNC plus seven and a half. I'm not buying Clemson's back. I think they are still down and out. Uh, I think seven and a half is a lot. I think UNC might be a better team. I know they're on the road, but I got them plus seven and a half. And then I just see a lot of people talking up Texas State minus three and a half. I see that popping in a lot of algorithms and sites. So I'm going to tail it. I'm, I'm going to take the the popular bet, probably regret it like always. That's going to be my three picks, and I'm hoping to go two and three. All right. I like it. All right. So as usual, I'm going to give you a little parlay action Sunday, one o'clock action. Hopefully give you a little bit of coins to play with later on in the evening time. So right off the bat, we got Jags money line, uh, minus 320 at home against the Tennessee Titans. Uh, right now, even line at plus, uh, I'm sorry, at minus seven. We're going to go ahead and take it on the money line. Okay. Uh, don't know how I feel about covering a touchdown there. Um, I'm going to take the Panthers plus 10 and a half. Who are they playing? The Cowboys. Okay, man, he's re- he's really going on the Cowboys. It, it this just week. feels like a classic Cowboys letdown spot. It just does. Uh, we're gonna follow that up with Houston at home against Arizona. We already talked about Arizona, mm-hmm. absolute dumpster fire. Now they are getting Kyler Murray back this week, but C.J. Stroud continues to be on an absolute tear. Um, Tank Dell tearing it up also. Um, if you were like me and you were smart and you grabbed Tank Tank Dell off of waivers on your fantasy team, uh, you're certainly thankful for the way that the Houston Texans have been playing really well. I'm big fan of D'Amico Ryan's. I think he's doing a great job so far. Absolutely. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and take the Washington Commanders at home against the Giants. Um, line's a little steep at minus nine and a half. I don't mm. know. Mm. That's a little steep. I agree. With it's that. a lot of points to trust the to trust the commanders for. We'll go ahead and sprinkle it out on the money money line. Little four leg parlay for you pays out plus three thirty one. Uh, we're gonna throw down a little twenty five spot on there. Okay. Pay out eighty two if we win. Real quick, Sam Howe leads the league in passing yards. How about it? I you know I I was picking him left and right late in fantasy drafts. I thought he was gonna have a great year. Did not have him pegs for leading the league in uh passing yards ten weeks into the year. Well, you know when you're playing from behind, you get a lot, you get a lot of passing yards. That's true. That's true. A lot, a lot of garbage time stats. F- fair enough. But no, he's he's definitely starting to prove that he can play in this league. Um, he may even buy Ron Rivera a little extra time. Who knows? Right. Ron Rivera is always going to buy himself some extra time. That motherfucker got nine lives. Yeah, I know. You always talk about that. <laughs> but that's what I got for you on Not So Sharp Picks of the Week. Yes, sir. Um, other than that, can't thank everybody enough for rocking with us live here tonight. Facebook, Twitter Live. Everybody's going to check this out over on the audio side. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcast. Don't forget to be a friend. Tell a friend where to get the best Eagles talk in the city and beyond that, of course, is right here. Sundays for the birds. Catch you right back here on Tuesday as we review an Eagles win over the Chiefs. Oh, oh, whoa. Eagles! Wrong button. I was leaning on the soundboard. My bad. <laughs> Catch you guys next week.